The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Jesus began to speak in the synagogue at Nazareth. Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. All spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his mouth. They said, is not this Joseph's son? He said to them, doubtless you will quote to me this proverb, doctor, cure yourself. And you will say, do here also in your hometown the things that we have heard you did at Capernaum. And he said, Truly I tell you, no prophet is accepted in the prophet's hometown. But the truth is, there were many widows in Israel in the time of Elijah, when the heaven was shut up three years and six months. And there was a severe famine over all the land, yet Elijah was sent to none of them, except to the widow at Zarephath in Sidon. There were also many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet prophet Elijah, And none of them was cleansed, except Naaman, the Syrian. When they heard this, all in the synagogue were filled with rage. They got up, drove him out of the town, and led him to the brow of the hill on which their town was built, so that they might hurl him off the cliff. But he passed through the midst of them and went on his way. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. In the name of a God who made love, fortifies love, and embodies love. Amen. Amen. What rich readings the lectionary has given us today. Taken as a set, these readings seem to tell us that we are beloved, always have been. And we are called to love deeply and actively through life's joys and challenges. And finally, we are so entrenched in love that by it we are strong enough, accompanied by God, to get through the hard stuff and thus be strengthened enough to hear and follow God's calling. The prophet Jeremiah tells us that even before God formed us in the womb, God knew us. And Psalm 71 echoes this poetry, saying that even before we were formed, God was our strength. And God has sustained us ever since. And of course, the poetry of 1 Corinthians is familiar to many of us. If I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. Pretty romantic stuff, and perhaps it feels timely as we approach the great hallmark event that is Valentine's Day. But there is more to it than a first glance reveals. The love that Paul wrote about in his letter to the Corinthians, 
the love by which we were woven together in our mother's womb. And above all, that love, the love that is the event of Jesus of Nazareth. This love is not always easy or pretty. Which is why I appreciate that the lectionary gives us a grumpy Jesus gospel today to round out the discussion on love. As a recap, Jesus has just gotten rolling in his ministry. He was baptized in the River Jordan, and he began teaching and preaching from town to town, gaining a reputation as a holy man. Eventually, he ended up going home to Nazareth. We heard about all this last week in the gospel and in Tony's sermon. We do not know exactly how Jesus felt that day about being in his hometown, but we do know that something triggered him. For some reason, he picked a fight. His homecoming was going rather well until he accused his neighbors of not accepting him. This is right after they spoke well of him and were amazed by his teachings. Not only did he accuse them out of the blue of not accepting him, he then decided to rant at the crowd about how, according to Hebrew scripture, prophets don't work their magic in their own hometowns. They never have. So there, Nazareans. I have a good friend who would say that Jesus had his cranky pants on that day. He was being provocative, and sure enough, he provoked the crowd so successfully that they tried to throw him off a cliff. Well, as we know, Jesus isn't just a hometown boy, he is also God, and he apparently was able to duck and dodge and pass through the people to a safe escape. But he leaves us wondering, what was going on in his head that day? Did he read doubt in their minds? Did he foresee the rejection they would demonstrate later on? The rejection that would lead to his crucifixion? Did he know deep down that the world would always reject him to some degree? Did he think that their love was superficial? If so, maybe his rant was justified. Still, it is difficult to see Jesus like this because when he is grumpy and unreasonable and explosive in the face of our frustrating world, he holds a mirror up for you and for me. And we, therefore, have to look at our own cranky pants moments. What triggers us and what can we do about it? Is our anger justified or self-centered? Does our anger help us to discern what we are called to do in the world, what we are called to communicate to those around us? Well, this brings me to the Jeremiah reading, the quintessential vocational calling scripture. God, Jeremiah says, you cannot possibly want me to do what I think it is that you want me to do. I am not capable enough. And the Lord replies, do not say you cannot do this. Do not be afraid. I am with you. 
Well, besides the love message, that's just about all we really need to know, right? Do not underestimate yourself and do not be afraid. God is with you. Love is with you. Sometimes we are called to do something difficult, something that we discern. And sometimes we we discern that calling through our own anger at the injustice or rejection or pain that we encounter. Sometimes we feel small and unworthy in the face of being nudged to God, guide God's people to a better place. But God is with us. And God is persistent. And God tells us not to be afraid. Two weeks ago, my friend Leslie died. She was diagnosed with ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, around Christmas of 2010. Leslie was a matter-of-fact, tell-it-like-it-is kind of person. And every once in a while, she too would get her cranky pants on. It was rare, and it always had to do with someone being unkind to someone else. Leslie took on the serious mission of spreading joy in a broken world. She loved deeply and wanted people to be kind and grateful and joyful. All attributes that she lived out authentically. I loved being around her because she had the kind of joy that is backed by a sense that life is hard and there is a good deal of pain in it. And yet here we are, surrounded by blessings. Hers was not a naive joy but a joy deeply rooted in a sense of reality and a sense of gratitude. When she found out she had only a couple years left to live, she did not feel bad for herself, and somehow she was not consumed by fear. Rather, she got down to the business of enjoying life, spending time with her people, and spreading joy. Another friend of ours was visiting her a few months ago, and the two of them were preparing for her funeral, at which he would preach. And he asked her what it was she wanted people to know when they came together to celebrate her life. She answered immediately, Tell them to look for the joy. Leslie had a calling to reveal the joy in the world. I believe it was in her before she was knit together in her mother's womb. I believe it was fortified by life's pains and struggles. And I believe that it was a product and a source of the kind of love that we are talking about today. Strong, courageous, transformative love. Later on in today's service at the offertory... The youth and junior choirs will sing a song about the words in 1 Corinthians. I hope that as they sing, they will feel God calling them to love above all else in the words of the song that they sing. I hope each of us feels it too. And I hope we feel the unsentimental strength of the kind of love God calls us to and offers us. The protection as strong as armor 
the hard-won fortification against all that we come up against. And the centrality and safety of God's loving presence. I hope we feel that this is a love that knows us fully, that does not end, and that can grow deeper in the gardens of our own personal joys and struggles. May we live out love as patience, love as kindness, love as endurance, love as God's gift and calling to each of us. May we live it out even when we have our cranky pants on. May our moments of cranky love help us to see more clearly what needs to be done in the world around us, and may we not get thrown off a cliff in the process. And now, faith, hope, and love abide, these three. And the greatest of these is love. Amen. Amen.